Today we're, we're continuing our, our journey that we've been taking through the, this first, the first book of John. Not the gospel, uh, but the one that comes later in the, in the New Testament. And as we've been reading and unpacking First John, you may have noticed that it's not a linear journey through this, through this text. The author doesn't take us from A to B to C to make his point. Instead, he uses a, a different rhetorical device, which, which is called amplification. Right? He starts with his point, and he keeps circling around back to it again and again, offering slightly different perspectives, slightly different takes, but always making the same point <laughs> over and over. And it's not something we're entirely used to, uh, in our Western uh, thinking and writing. It's weird when you think you can look at the whole book and you can really summarize it with love one another and you would be pretty on point. You wouldn't be missing a lot of 1 John. And when we, as we dive into chapter five this morning, it continues. This circling around of the theme, this unpacking what that kind of means, continues. I, I loved Wilfred a couple weeks ago made the comment, a one-point sermon. And I think we have a one-point series that we've been working through. And this morning as we continue with that, bear with us because it's worth repeating, it's worth unpacking again and again. So let's just read 1 John 5, verses 1 to 5, reading from the ESV this morning. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God, and everyone who loves the Father loves whoever has been born of him. By this we know that we love the children of God, when we love God and obey his commands. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that, it is over, that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world except the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? Let's just pray. Lord God, we thank you for the opportunity we have to gather. Even though it's not how we would like to be together, thank you that we could at least have this. Thank you for the scripture and the opportunity to learn from those who have come before us. We ask that you would be our teacher this morning. Guide us and direct us in our thoughts. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. The opening verse of chapter five, everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God, and everyone who loves the Father loves whoever has been born of him. As the author of 1 John has done earlier, he equates, equates believing with loving. In the case of loving Jesus the Father and the Holy Spirit, belief in them and love can't be separated. They go together, they're kind of like two sides of the same coin. And belief in Jesus which leads us to love is the source of our love for and in God. Because if we claim to love the Father, then we love all those who are born of him. This, I think, specifically points to Jesus, but it also points to all of humanity. 
Because twice over do we, we belong to God. First through creation and second through Jesus. Ephesians uh, chapter 1 verses 4 to 6 put it this way. Before the world was created, God had, God had Christ choose us to live with him and to be his holy, innocent, and loving people. God was kind and decided that Christ would choose us to be God's own adopted children. God was very kind to us because of the son he dearly loves, and so we should praise God. I think the, the author of 1 John would agree that we all belong to God through first through creation and second through the adoption, just in case we were confused. It's like he made sure he knew, we knew. Verse two continues, by this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and obey his commands. What are his commands? Lots of people would love to point back to the Old Testament here, but all throughout John, he never does that. His commands can be summarized with love God and love others. Or love God by loving others. Right? Or as Kevin unpacked beautifully last week, love others sacrificially as Jesus loved us. Right? This is how we know that we are the children of God. That we obey the commands that Christ has given us. Which can be summed up, as John chapter 13 does it, I am giving you a new command that you love each other just as I have loved you. And if you love each other, everyone will know you are my disciples. We know we follow God by our love for others. Verse three, for this is the love of God that we keep his commands and his commands are not burdensome. This word burdensome has, uh, has always tripped me up. See, because I wanted to read this as his commands are easy. but I don't think that's actually what it's saying. For me, I kind of understood this through a hobby of mine. I enjoy backpacking. I load up my pack with all of my gear, my food for a weekend, a week, or, or longer, and then I walk through trails with my pack. And the first trip I ever did, I can tell you that my backpack was burdensome. I carried many things that I didn't end up needing, many things that I debated burning as the trip went on, and I realized how much garbage I had, <laughs> I had brought with me, right? But over the years, and with some experience and practice, I've been able to trim that weight back. I take less, and my pack that I would leave today if I was going on a trip would be considerably lighter, considerably less burdensome than the one I left with 20 odd years ago. That's terrifying. Right? But just because my pack is lighter, and I would say that today, I would say my backpack is not burdensome, doesn't make hiking easy. Right? Hiking long distance, it doesn't matter the weight that we carry, it can be difficult. It can be trying. And I think this is, this is what, we, Jesus, what the author of John is talking about, that we have a journey ahead of us 
The journey's not going to be easy. But don't worry, the commands that Jesus gives us that we carry with us on this journey, they won't be weighty. They won't be burdensome. The command of loving each other as Christ loved us, it's not weighty. It doesn't uh, demand that we are always trying to figure out uh, what rules to follow. But that said, because it's not weighty does not mean it's easy. Loving people can be extremely difficult. Any of you who have family know this. Of course it's difficult. And to think that we would think it would be easy is kind of funny, because all throughout John, he's like, he's leading us to this, this point of understanding that love best understood is sacrificial. And if your sacrifice is easy, there's a question of whether it's actually a sacrifice, right? Our journey is going to be difficult. The laying down of our rights for others is difficult. But it's not weighty. It's not burdensome. It's not tripping us up. Another translation for this, which I think is a fun and interesting take. So the word that's translated from burdensome, I can't remember what it is, but an alternate one is it's not violent. It's not destructive. Which I think is another fun way to understand that. So I don't think it's going to be easy, but even as we know that the love that God calls us into, it's not weighty, it's not going to burden us down in the journey, but it's also not violent towards others. I think that's a beautiful alternative read. Let's continue, verse 4. For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Oh, this is a verse I struggle with because the context is so important. And so often we like to read a verse like this that we have victory. And we don't understand in the whole story of 1 John or even of this first passage, right? This, uh, this passage in chapter five. Everyone born of God, well, who is this? This is those who believe in Jesus and because of this belief or as a part of this belief, love others sacrificially. That is our faith, our belief. It's the living out of sacrificial love of others. And that is the victory. Full stop. Right? A beautiful picture of this, I think, is Jesus on the cross allowing himself to die for us. He did not need to. He could have come down at any point. He could have become quite powerful, but says no. He allows himself to die for us, and in the end he says it is finished. And because at that moment it was finished, that was and is the continued victory that we live into. It's the giving, it was the giving up of himself. And that's the call for each one of us, is to live sacrificially, to love others as Christ has loved us, and to know that that is our victory. We have overcome the selfish, self-serving, power-hungry world 
by not becoming like it, by rejecting it and following the path of the cross, the path shown to us by Jesus. Verse five continues, who is it that overcomes the world except the one who believes that Jesus is the son of God? And this is John's style, right? This is what we started with. This is the amplification because he comes full circle back to verse one. Who overcomes the world? The one who believes that Jesus is the son of God. What does this mean? It's the one who loves. The one who loves sacrificially. The one who lays down his rights or her rights for the sake of others. And in so doing, that laying down, that sacrificial love are victorious. And it's important to note that the victory doesn't become, the victorious people don't become powerful in a worldly sense. Right? We don't gain position or standing or more rights or more privilege now that we are victorious. Because the victory is the laying down. It's the sacrificial love given to others. It's tempting to get caught up in the allure of power, right? And to see victory over the world as a position of power. I think right now, unfortunately, we've seen a lot of our brothers and sisters do this, right? We've said, no, we have the right to gather. We have the right to meet despite what the government says, despite lockdowns, despite the fact that we're being called to give up for the safety and benefit of others. Many Christians and many churches have decided that their victory looks like power and control and have missed the call of Jesus on our lives of laying down, of sacrificial love, of the cross. Our victory doesn't come from power and it doesn't come from and doesn't land in power and authority. Our victory comes from love and sacrifice and it lands and ends and finishes in love and sacrifice. That's our victory. And I know we don't all agree on what the government should or should not do, and I know we don't all agree that the, even on the severity of the pandemic, but I hope we can agree that we should follow Jesus and that we should live a life of sacrificial love for others, both individually and as a church, as a local church community, but also as a kind of small C Catholic universal church, right? And I hope we can call our family because even though we disagree with them and we're a bit embarrassed by their actions, I hope we can love them and show them a better way in the midst of that. I hope we can follow the example of Jesus into sacrificial love and reject this worldly temptation of power and to define victory as being powerful. Let's pray. Lord God, thank you for the example you've given us.
Thank you for the call to lay down, to live lives of sacrificial love for, for others. We ask for strength to do this well. Because we know that this isn't burdensome, it's not weighty, but it's also not easy. Thank you for the example you've given us. I pray that we could follow it well. We pray these things in Jesus' name. And may you be blessed with grace and kindness in these times. May your body receive rest, full sleep, and nourishing food so you can maintain health. May your anxieties be alleviated by the knowledge of God's goodness, faithfulness, and nearness with you each day. May you see yourself and others in the light of God's love. And may your friends and family see you in that same light. May you encounter extraordinary thoughtfulness that is the best of humanity. And may you find your own empathy and concern for others expanding each day. And above all, may you experience the peace of God in the middle of the storm. The peace that believers long before us described as the peace that passes all understanding. Go in the peace and grace of God. Amen.